back, back, we back. <laughs> so, we are back. In this week's episode, I figured since we were so light last week, we'll do a little, maybe dig a little deeper. And what I say as a more serious conversation is your child spending time with family. We are in the cusp of the holiday season, and it is really hard for Chronicles of a New Black Mom to talk about anything other than tizzing the season. Um, and this may be a hard time for some moms because depending on the size of your family, depending on your family dynamics, you might be going through a good or bad vibe type of situation. Uh, what I mean by that is you might really want to do stuff with your family. You just really don't want to hear them complaining that you're still breastfeeding or mad because your your child has on an outfit that you picked out instead of what they would have put down. Um, also, another big issue is spending family with new family. Um, I've been spending family time as far as like holiday season, kind of split between the two. Um, I really don't spend the holidays with my dad, even though, you know, my parents were separated. I usually did most of holidays with my mom, like major holidays like Christmas. Thanksgiving, we never really got too crazy about. And Thanksgiving, I usually spent with either friends or I would go out, especially when I was younger. Um, Probably up until my early 20s, I used to go out Christmas I mean, um, Thanksgiving Eve, as they call it. Um, Just because that's when the best party was, because most people were off on Thanksgiving. Um, As an adult, I really didn't do Thanksgiving with family. It just, it was a lot to go home, you know, driving three, four hours back to Jersey just to spend a day. And usually having to either work Friday morning or turn around and have class Friday morning. So I particularly stayed home. Um, I've been spending the last two Thanksgivings with my now significant other because his family, well, his brother throws down like an old grandma. You hear me? When I say this man can burn, it's ridiculous. I'm literally talking about it now on my podcast. That's how good it is. Um, but spending holiday time, um, I always warn moms, you know, do not be afraid to say, Hey, this might be a lot on our baby. Let's plan to go late, leave early, whatever. Um, also, plan on maybe whatever way you dress your child to be, you know, criticized and critiqued. It may be crazy to say, but I know for a fact, no matter how warm I dress my child, my family is like, oh, you should have put a coat on her. Well, there's actually a whole report on how you shouldn't put coats on your children in car seats because it loses the effectiveness. And what tends to happen is that they don't secure the child as well as they do if they don't have a jacket on and you cover them in a blanket or have their jacket on, you know, the outside, outside of the actual safety harness. But, you know, people don't want to hear that. They're like, well, all I'm saying is my baby is cold and da-da-da-da-da. And you're like, okay, got you. Cool. Whatever. Um, especially if you're breastfeeding. I know I personally breastfeed. Um, I don't really care about showing a boob. That's me. Um, I, out of respect of other people and their comfortableness, do not breastfeed in public without being somewhat covered. Um, 
And the reason I say covered is because I, I don't technically cover completely. I have a couple of cover-ups. Maybe I'll just tuck my shirt, do the two-shirt method, which is awesome, where you have, a, like, a tank top on and a blouse, and you end up just having, like, this little slit for nipple. My daughter, who has, like, claws, does not like her boob cover. And she's like, open your boob up. I want it. This shirt's in the way. What the hell are you doing? Like, she's super, like, what are we doing? This this is not how we feed at home. Why, why am I covering? Um, but, yeah. If you might get some, some some looks, some naysayers, some people who might, oh, how old is your baby? How old you plan to breastfeed? I don't know why people feel like it's their business. I'm going to breastfeed until I feel like I don't want to breastfeed. That's my answer. When people say, oh, you're still doing that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still doing this. My baby's still eating. What the? I don't understand what the fuck. Um, it's really easy to mind your business. And if I choose to breastfeed, bottle feed, as long as my baby is eating and not in harm, there's no conversation. If my husband's like, oh, babe, you know, you can go sit in the kitchen or, you know, whatever. I'm a, I'm a very peaceful kind of person, especially because when you go to family house, you never know who's going to stop by. You never going to come by. It's completely okay to, to make sure you're prepared. Um, I personally do not always agree with how parents are about being apprehensive about you know the things that they do i personally am not going to not breastfeed my child because we're going to someone's house i'm gonna cover up i'll ask them do they have like a room i can go i'm not going to not do it let's just say that um another thing is be prepared you know to have another little person that you're kind of dealing with during you know the holidays i personally last year i was pregnant all the holidays um i was i didn't even know i was pregnant thanksgiving so let's just say that um i did eat i don't really remember drinking i remember not feeling well which is so hilarious because my husband's brother whose house we go to now the third year in a row had made like a very old reference to a joke of kind of the sense of oh you know hmm y'all going because he had just had his first grandchild so let's put that in perspective and my husband again is a little older as most people know if you're listening you're not a new listener me and my husband have a 13 year age gap um but what was funny is his brother who just became a grandfather by his oldest daughter but his daughter is only maybe 21 i believe she is um really smart girl really sweet girl uh she, she was pregnant at the time and me and you know my husband cracking jokes like okay grandpa because he's not an old man he's early 40s if you know that being any kind of real say in it he wasn't some super old guy who you know all of a sudden is you know grandpa it was it's a little out of place to be a grandfather at 40 you usually playing at 50 60 maybe even 70 depending on your kids um, my dad just turned 71 and I just gave him a grandchild, but my brother who has the oldest son, who's my middle brother, his son is five now. So my father was like 65, 66 when my nephew was born. So, which is pretty average for a grandfather, but he made all these kind of, you know, quick jokes, me and my husband to his brother about being a grandpa. And he said, Oh, y'all think y'all are so funny. He gave us the Whoopi Goldberg color purple fingers where it's like huh, till you do right he was like huh, y'all gonna have y'all own baby 
And me and my husband looked at each other at the time, you know, we were serious, but definitely not as, you know, we thought we were going to be. We were dating. We were very much in a relationship. We were still talking about getting married, really being in each other's life. And me and him looked at each other and started laughing like, okay, uh uh-huh. Okay, crazy person. And what was so funny about it was the fact that I legitimately just did not feel well at Thanksgiving. I looked super cute. I thought I overate because I literally felt like I had an apple. Not even an apple. I felt like I had like a cantaloupe in the belly of my stomach where I felt like I just wanted to burp. And I personally, most people don't know this, I don't drink soda. So because I don't drink soda, the most you'll get me is ginger ale when I don't feel well. I will drink salsa water if I need to burp or I'll drink sparkling water just because I need the carbonation. So I'm like, I need something. I need something because I literally felt like I swallowed a literal cantaloupe. And that was last Thanksgiving. And now this Thanksgiving we have a baby and it's a little different. You know, you got to plan for someone who needs to be changed, someone who needs to be entertained, someone who's, you know, over sensory is a lot going on, especially when there's a lot of people. Um, what I tend to do is bring either something she can sit, lay, or be comfortable in. Um, and the reason I say that, knowing where I'm going, it'll be her car seat. Um, because what tends to happen is my child is not afraid to take a nap, especially when she eats. Um, and for more, most babies under six months, sleeping is still a big part of their day their nap time is very much them wanting to just literally I've had my child talk to my mom on FaceTime and curl over into sleeping I'm like mom she's sleep you're talking to no one she's like did that little girl just like literally lean over because she was exhausted she was tired she was like okay you know she wanted to talk to her grandmother because I like to especially now that she's kind of recognizing faces and being familiar with people, I wanted her to make sure she calls my mom, my brothers, all of them, my dad, just so they can see her face, see how she's growing, but she can also recognize their face because kids are very observant. Um, but yeah, I I definitely don't want to stop her nap. I don't want her to feel uncomfortable. And I also am not always crazy about putting my child in a, a bed or in a spare room or maybe even in a certain circumstances, you'd be like, oh, you know, I was going to, you know, lay her on the couch. And depending on the space value that you have, knowing where you're going. Now, if you're in your own home, it's awesome. You just put your baby in their crib or bassinet, whatever way they do it. Um, But I like to make her as comfortable as possible. I personally go above and beyond making sure she's comfortable. Most of the time, when my child is going somewhere, I usually make sure I send her with her away bed. And what it is, is more or less a bassinet without legs. It's literally like a little personal bed she can sleep in that has rails on it that you can put inside of a, like, literally lay like a pillow. It's like the size of a pillow. But it has an incline for babies because babies enjoy an incline. My daughter does. She sleeps on her boppy pillow. We covered it in like a soft, plushy blanket. During the summer, we kept it just with a cotton sheet. She doesn't like laying completely flat all the time unless she's eating, but even then, it's not comfortable for her. Um, When she was younger and sleeping swaddled, she didn't mind, but now she likes that slight incline, and then as she sleeps deeper, she may wiggle, but she likes her head elevated. It's very interesting, and my daughter has a little bit of a 
you know, consistent spit up little, you know, issue. And I think that's because the the back and forth between the formula and the breast milk. But we like to keep her on an incline. One, because if you ever notice, babies who sleep on an incline do not choke. Um, and choking is a very big hazard, especially when babies eat and fall asleep. Um, so it's one of those things. I personally love the fact that I have it. It was a great gift. It was a very out-of-the-box gift. But it's not always practical because it's more or less made to lay on something flat like a couch, like a bed, maybe even the ground type of thing. I don't like her being that far or taking up that much space. So I always bring her car seat. And I may sound like the craziest person in the world, but my baby has a inside blanket and an outside blanket. I had a couple of blankets that people gifted us, a um, couple of quilts, all this type of good, warm, fleshy stuff. But what happened was one day when it actually the weather broke and it got cooler, I was like, oh, let me grab a blanket, cover her legs, because my daughter sweats, so I like to make sure she's comfortable, but I want to make sure she's covered. And I just naturally had this blanket that I was like, oh, it's it's fleece-lined, it's super soft, it's perfect to wrap her in. It's a, it's a pretty nice-sized blanket. Um, the inside of it is lined in like all pink fleece. The outside is like a multicolored patchwork. But it's a really beautiful blanket. But it's so durable. It's like not super like light in color, so it doesn't hold well, sustains, so it's perfect. Um, it transfers well. Um, it cleans really easily. I tend to use it for like everything outside the house. So I have an outside blanket that comes with this outside that she uses in her car seat. Or if we're out somewhere and I need to lay her down or if something's going on and I need her to lay or be covered and I take her out of the car seat, I have a blanket. Um, so her car seat kind of turns into a, a bed in a sense because what I'll do is just take off the car seat cover, um, lay the blanket out kind of like a, like a flower. Like I open it all the way up, put her inside where the fleece line is, and then use the outer flaps to cover her. She's super snugged up. She's in a car seat. She's not taking up a ton of space. And she's comfortable. That's the most important part. Um, everybody's not like me. I think sometimes people probably think I'm crazy because I do stuff like that. But that's me. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody's style is different. Everybody does stuff different. I don't knock anyone for wanting to make their child comfortable or trying to make their child comfortable. That's just what I do. Um, but yeah, some people just are better at it with certain things. I say always be prepared, especially if you're not going to be home, knowing where you're going, knowing where you're going to be around, knowing what's going on in your surrounding areas, whose house. Um, do they have a dog? Do they have a cat? Do they have, you know, a dog and cat that are used to being around babies? One of my really good friends, who I love dearly, has a dog and a cat. And she was like, I don't mind watching the baby when you have to work, you know, especially before she was in childcare. And I was like, okay. I was a little apprehensive. And she was like, no. Like, um, the cat, I make sure she stays away from her. The dog is usually locked in the, in the bedroom. Cool. Now, as she became more comfortable, my daughter wanted to explore more with the dog and the cat. She allowed it. She took her time. But she's also like, I got this. I'll make sure she's protected. I'll make sure she's covered. I don't let them get too close. I don't let them lay and sleep on each other. You know, whatever. But 
knowing where you're going as far as you know the area knowing okay my child's going to be around pets for the first time my child's going to be around you know maybe people who smoke you have to know these things and a lot of people don't even think about this because guess what they're not even like thinking that far ahead and it's very interesting because I'm always like well you knew you were celebrating the holidays what did you expect so we're going to take a quick break and we'll let you marinate on that and we'll be back So we're back, back and back and back and back and back, <laughs> but no, um, so we're just going to finish touching base on a little bit of everything else, kind of summing up the episode. Um, so one of the things I noticed, especially with my child is her feeding and her eating habits and how when you're traveling, like you do on the holiday season, it's very difficult in a lot of certain kind of ways to, to predict how long your baby's going to be happy. Um, one of the biggest things is knowing their feeding habits. So my daughter's, you know, a pretty eat, sleep kind of girl. She's not a real stay up unless it's daytime where she kind of feels like, okay, I don't want to miss anything. So what we've kind of prone to do is usually we travel when she's really (laughs) ready to eat. Cause then I can feed her and lay her back down and she'll be like knocked out for the rest of the car ride. It's a trick. I'm telling you, but What I will say is that it's a trick that works. (laughs) Um, It's a trick that's, you know, just kind of easier to know how she's going to take this trip that's longer, especially when you go to people's houses. You never really know what the sleeping situation may be. I always have my daughter's outside blanket with us so that if she does need to lay down, she has something that's comfortable for her. And some people could get offended, like, oh, I have a blanket. But I'm like, yeah, my daughter's used to what she sleeps on like there's certain blankets she lays on certain blankets that she snuggles with and she tends to put her blankets in her mouth now I don't know what you wash your stuff with and not to say you're filthy dirty or nasty but if I know that she's going to continue to use I need it to be something I know is washed and clean and something that isn't covered in bleach of some sort or has a heavy perfumey chemical on it but Again, going during the holidays, you see a lot of strangers. I'm all about making sure I have hand sanitizer. Um, Naturally, because I have an infant, but because also people love to touch babies. Love it. They want to touch them with every bit of their body. They're like, oh my God. Like, we go places, and my husband is really a dick. (laughs) People be like, how old is that? I don't know this baby. And people be like, why he play so much? But it's just him. He feels like people just are very inquisitive of things that's none of their business. Or strangers always want to know, oh, what's her name? Why? That's weird. Why do you want to know the strange baby's name? (laughs) Like, that's his mindset. And it's fine. But, again, everyone to their own on how they treat, carry, and do with their children. I will say, it became easier with traveling with her as she's gotten older only because she's not as fussy she's kind of getting used to the car seat and I actually read up on how to you know properly use car seats while we're going into the winter weather 
you know, making sure that your children have the car seat on properly. Because naturally, as parents, I know my mother is quick to say, she needs to have on a winter coat and she needs to... Well, if you look from reports, and these are people who make, model, test, and try out all these infants and baby car seats, your child is not supposed to have on a full down coat in a car seat. Because if the car seat is not tight enough around the baby's body, what ends up happening is it's tight around the coat. But if the baby is thrown from the car seat, or if there's an accident in which the baby is supposed to be caught by that per se car seat, it won't. It'll only hold the jacket and the baby will come out of it. Crazy, I know. But that's why I, I tend to dress her in layers. I'll put on like a onesie. And then usually with travel, I usually, if she's not going to daycare or she's not going to someplace where I want her to have an outfit on, I would just keep her in a sleeper. So they are full body outfit, basically. You can put socks on and a onesie under it. And then put this one piece, you know, unit on. And then I usually put on either her sweater, her um, jean jacket, or her poncho. Both, well, all three of them are very, not thin, but they're great, they're great with layering. But they're also thin enough that the car seat can still do its job. Um, one of the things we do is I usually sit in the back seat when we're traveling distance. Because sometimes she'll want to eat and my... My feeling is, you know, I don't always go for the bottle when we need to feed her. I usually just breastfeed her. Because um, a lot of times she just wants the comfort. She wants the nestling. She wants to sleep. She wants to be close. So, for her, it's just easy. For us, it's just easier. Um, and when traveling to visit family, you'll get people that are going to try you. They're going to be like, oh, you still breastfeeding her? Yes. Oh, you still doing X, Y, and Z? Yes. That's my choice. My choice. <laughs> what I choose to do. So if you don't like the fact that she's breastfed, you don't have to say anything. You will get a quick a quick conversation from me or my husband. Understand that. Because um, he supports my breastfeeding journey. He was a bigger advocate than I was. And, and most points where people were kind of like, oh, y'all are breastfeeding? Oh, kind of thing. And he's like, yeah, I want my baby to have breast milk. Now, breastfeeding is not easy in public or around family because you never know people's perspective, but you learn their perspective real quick. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go feed her. Oh, okay. Oh, you need a room? No. I'm good. We're good. <laughs> and my daughter is not a big fan of blankets or cover-ups, so naturally I'll do the two-shirt method especially out in public, but just in the comfort of how people may take it. Some people aren't comfortable. Now, especially when we're around family, I really don't care. But I know my brothers are like, I don't want to see your boob. I'm like, whatever. But it's not like I'm out here flashing people. But that's how that's how she is. She's like, I want it. My daughter will completely like rip through my shirt. She will start clawing at me. She would be like, why are we not doing this? I'm hungry. What's going on? Why are we taking so long? I see the boob. I smell the milk. What's going on? Um, and my biggest thing with breastfeeding is kind of making sure she's comfortable. Because she's going to want to eat. She's going to want to relax. She's going to want to stretch out. She eats like she's, you know, at the, the milk supply. Like, just mouth open. Just full and happy. Um, when it comes to making sure... 
she's eating enough. I try to make sure I feed her as often as she wants to eat when it comes to, you know, going up to people's homes. Because sometimes she'll eat a little bit, fall asleep, get back up, want to eat again. It happens. Um, during the holidays, I know a lot of people are trying to be around your baby. And your baby might be overstimulated. Um, take that time to give your baby a break from people. Take her in another room where it's quiet because there's a lot of music and talking and everybody's loud. She may or he may not be used to that. I'm quick to say, you know, don't overdo it because you're around family. Everybody wants to pass. No, we're not passing her around like a hot potato. No, it's okay if she sits in a chair and relaxes. Yes, I'm going to let her, you know, just sit with me to get comfortable because she's trying to recognize everybody just to make it comfortable. And kids will tell you their comfort level because my daughter can, you know, she, especially when she sleeps, she's easy to handle. Everybody wants to hold her cool. When she's awake, she's a little more fussy. She's not really big on a bunch of people wanting to hold her or wanting to grab her or wanting to, you know, put her on her lap and talk to her. Now, my daughter will do well if you sit her in the chair and everybody wants to come and talk to her. She's a chatty Kathy. She's just like me. She will talk, talk, talk. And then other times my daughter is very chill. Her, her daycare will tell you. Her, her sitting solo is very natural for her. So she will, she will sit by herself and relax. She will play with her hands, play with her feet, play with the toys in front of her. But she doesn't need constant, you know, checking on sometimes because, babe, she is a very much independent kind of baby. Now, I know a couple people are like, well, you know, kids need to be stimulated and, you know, it's good to talk to your child. I agree. Totally 110% agree. But sometimes it's good to have your child just be able to relax. That overstimulation kind of makes the panic, kind of makes their heart race. And they're not always used to it. They're used to kind of sitting alone, being comfortable. And it's good that your child can be independent so that they can sit alone or that they can just be in, a, in their seat. Because what ends up happening is you have a baby that likes to be held and walked around and talked to, but it's not always possible. Like, um, in, in big, large family settings, depending on where you're going for the holidays, I know that they always want to spray perfumes and people want to have all kinds of smells. That could be overwhelming. Um, be, be very careful what you spray and have on. And especially with people who have a lot of stuff on, babies naturally are, you know, close to the body. They, they like to play. They like to put their hands in their mouth. So please, you know, be mindful of that. People always want to touch baby's hands. I tend to put mittens on her hands when we're out. And I know that we're going to be around people who are going to want to touch her because she always puts her hands in her mouth. So with that, I don't like to make her feel like her hands are dirty. I cover them so that when she wants to play with her hands, she has clean hands and not hands that everybody has touched. I also am not crazy about people touching her head. Um, one, she still has a soft spot. And two, you know, babies' heads are like the sensitive, you know, kind of where all their heat comes out of. And everybody, if she's not a puppy, you don't have to pet her. But again, these are my feelings. 
my thoughts, my my kind of vibe for it. You don't always have to agree. But these are just things that I think of when I'm like, okay, I know my child is going to be around people. So I'll put a hat on her or I'll put something more comforting on her. I'll put something a little more snuggly. You know, she doesn't like people touching her feet. Why? Because she kicks her feet all day. She likes the feeling. She likes the kick. She likes, you know, seeing her feet kick stuff. I like to make her as comfortable as possible. And that's kind of the goal when you have your baby out places is to make sure they're comfortable. Um, it's not always everyone's priority. They're like, oh, well, it's the baby's first Thanksgiving and she's going to be around people and Christmas. And yeah, but she's still not used to it. It's very, that's very weird. You know, it's, it's kind of a, a force of a, of a habit. Um, I tend to make sure that she is, you know, used to people wanting to pick her up, but not dependent on it. Because if your baby's always crying, the first thing you do is pick them up and hold them and coddle them, cool. But then if all the time they're chilling, they're still getting picked up and held and walked around. It's kind of like, well, this is what I always want. I don't ever want to lay down. Growing that independent. Can't say it enough. Um, I enjoy her wanting that kind of look around to see. She's very observant. People are like, oh my gosh, she's paying attention. I'm like, yeah. That's what she does. She likes to look. She likes to pay attention. She likes to see what's going on. She likes to see people's faces. And if you talk to her, she'll talk back. You know, she'll she'll have a conversation. She'll goo-goo gaga with you, you know. She'll make sure, you know, she's watching your lips. She knows you're talking. And that's something that a lot of people kind of enjoy. Um, I tend to give her comfort in trying to, you know, recognize familiar people, faces, family members. One, to reassure her safety. And two, because I don't want my child to not find comfort in others. So I say that in the sense of like, I don't want her to only be so attached to being with me or her dad. And then, you know, she gets around her family, i.e. grandparents, aunts, uncles, sister, brother, whoever, and bust out crying and not want to, you know, be held. And then, you know, nobody wants to keep your child because now as soon as you walk out the room, she's crying. But my daughter also recognizes my voice. So when I'm talking, a lot of times, even if she's asleep, she will wake up. She will look for me. She will try to find me. And perfect example, we went out to a teacher, a parent-teacher conference last night. And I was sitting there, and I couldn't really get up with her like I wanted to. But as soon as my husband came in, he grabbed her and changed her. Perfect. You know, he, he knew. Okay, she's probably wet. That's probably why she's starting to fuss. He changed her, but she also likes him holding her. He holds her like a football, and she finds so much comfort in it. She likes to be that high because my husband's pretty tall, but she also is just comforted in the way he holds her. It's very coddling for her. It's almost like what she expects from him, so she got completely chill, quiet, just wanted to hang out, and she was well-behaved for the rest of the night. Find your child's comfort level. Find out what they like, how they like to be held, how they like to be comforted, and then you kind of can go from there. Um, the holidays can be overwhelming. Don't, you know, work yourself up. Make sure you have enough items. I always say make sure you have at least two more outfits because you never know. You never know what kind of spit up poop situation you're going to have or, you know, if 
they're breastfeeding, they're, the food you eat might change what they, your body is doing because whatever you're consuming, they're consuming. Um, I like to make sure that whatever way she's eating, she's eating, you know, comfortably. She's dressed comfortably because I always say, you know, it's easier to take off layers than just put on sometimes because if she has enough clothes on that she's comfortable, if you have like a sweater and then a coat and then a jacket and then this and that, you know, you can peel off those layers. Because babies will sweat. My baby is a hot baby. She sweats. And I know sometimes she hates the fact of how warm she is. But I also know sometimes it's really comfortable. It helps her sleep. So that's what I tend to do. I tend to make it as comfortable as possible. Try to make her as comfortable as possible. Those kind of things are not always easily met. But they're sometimes easier done with the right kind of preparation. I like to make sure whatever I'm going to take with me is um, especially when you're going to new people's homes. If you don't know, okay, how their house is going to be set up for the holidays. You don't know if you're going to have, you know, a full 10 feet of space for her or him to sit and be comfortable. I like to make sure I have some type of seating area. If not, just make sure you have a comfortable blanket for the car seat. Um, make sure the car seat has some type of leverage so that it could be almost as good as the chair. It's not always easy. And you end up taking more stuff than you want. But, in the same breath, sometimes whatever way you make them comfortable is kind of the best way to keep them quiet from fussing and screaming and then crying, kind of not ruining, but making your night a little more work because now they're comfortable. So they're going to sit. They're going to chill. They're going to nap. They're going to, you know, make it easier on you. And... You know, just always being mindful. I say, know that if you're going to be around drinkers and smokers, that, you know, put your baby in an area that's not smoke-filled. Put your baby in an area where not a lot of people are going to kick or run into her if they're drinking or if they're walking through. I hate seeing people put their kids in, like, you know, the most awkward corners. Or, you know, they're near the staircase, so people are always walking and standing over her. Or they're near a door and it's cold outside, that door's going to keep opening. It's not a really great place for your child. Um, I say don't bring a lot of big bulky things because they may take up space. And you might be in a limited space. Um, You might be in a limited area depending on the home in which you're going to for the holidays. Or if you're home, you know, you kind of know how you want to set up so that your kid will have a place to sit and a place to be comfortable or a place to play. I know some places, people visit have other children, and it's not always best to put your baby in there with the children. The children aren't going to pay any attention. They're playing, they're running, they're screaming, they're yelling. It, it might be overwhelming for the child, for the, especially small babies. Um, infants are a little different. I always say have an older kid kind of keep an eye, and if your child is walking, you know, making sure there's an area in which they can walk and be comfortable. If they're not walking, you know, make sure that they have a little area they can sit and kind of cushion up to. Um, But again, these are just my own tips and facts of things I've noticed with traveling with my child. What she kind of likes, what she kind of finds comfort in. Um, But yeah, the holiday season can be fun. It can be exciting. It can be a little overwhelming. But moms and dads, you know, do what you got to do. These are real life tips that you kind of have to pay attention for. Um, but there are also things that kind of sometimes we don't notice because 
we are so quick to say, oh, well, you know, we're just going over to cousin's house and you don't plan properly and, and now your child's in there screaming and yelling and freaking out because there's so much going on. I always say never think that people are going to have bottled water, especially if you're a formula-fed baby. I always carry at least two bottles because if you don't know and all they have is faucet water, it's not what you should give your child. Just FYI. Um, Making sure they have at least two bibs, something to wipe them off with, something, you know, a rag, a towel, whatever you may use. Um, Clean clean things so that when things do get dirty and filthy or if they lose a pacifier you don't want to be screwed I always have a backup pacifier um, but you never know you just kind of want to be prepared for every aspect of it without having to carry six bags now I do usually take my diaper bag which is I say mine but my, me and my husband both have diaper bags So I usually pack his diaper bag in case of him taking her when I'm down around and then he'll be like, I don't want to carry your big bag. He has like a quick portable kind of diaper bag, lighter, quicker, water resistant. It's so awesome. But it works because I pack it so it has outfits in it, it has blankets in it, it has a toy in it. So he doesn't even have to think about it. It has diapers in it. It's legit already packed. And as a mom and me, that's kind of my best preparation for when I'm not there. I always laugh and tell people I dress my daughter or leave out outfits. Because my husband will dress her like a little boy to make sure she's warm. But she like, where did you pick this outfit from? How did you pick this out? Where did you find this onesie? Like, he'll put whatever on her and just keep it moving. Whereas, if I have something I know I want her to wear. Or if I decide, okay, she's going to school, so let me put an outfit on her. Because that's technically her going out every day. I make sure there's something put together, well put together, something cute. And I make sure she has all she needs with it. Socks, headband, sweater, scarf, whatever. Because when I usually take her to school, we usually leave a little bit later. We'll leave after 8 o'clock. So I have time to bathe her, wash her down, keep her clean, put her outfit on, and then she's out the door. When I have to work early and he has to drop her, I usually dress her and let her go back to sleep because I get up around 5, 5.30, I try to feed her and then we're out. The, then I lay her down and I'm out the door. But these are just facts on what works for your schedule. I know some moms are like, I don't really care what they put on them, but I kind of, you know, I'm a little OCD perfect with her. Um, I know I like to make sure she's getting use of her clothes and when I say use I like have a ton of clothes for her and I know that she's only going to fit this size for a certain amount of time so what I try to do is make sure that she is you know using clothes at least once versus her repeating outfits because that's all you see and I do have specific outfits for holidays and I am that kind of mom um She'll have, like, a Thanksgiving onesie, and then she has a Christmas outfit as well. Um, just stuff that people, you know, tend to take pictures in. Just kind of what you get when you have a baby. They always have, like, some specific label, first Christmas, first Halloween, first something, whatever. And it works. Because then it's like, oh, I just need to find, you know, maybe a skirt or a pair of pants or whatever. And I always say, you know, just for comfort, not fashion. When it comes to babies, I, I layer her so that... 
she'll have whatever she needs, but she's also warm, and she also has socks on, and she also, because shoes are just not working right now for us, but I make sure whatever I'm putting on her, there's enough pieces, there's enough stuff going on, and it's also easy to take off for her to get changed, because belts, snaps, buttons are not always baby-friendly, and babies are not always going to work with you with getting them dressed, so try to think of that in the same breath. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my vibe. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope that you were informed. I hope that, you know, you, you found some use into what I said. Because a lot of times people are like, well, this is what I would do. But, again, I am a new first-time mom. And a lot of moms kind of go through the growing pains of having kids and not knowing what to do next. Um, These are things I've learned on the way. Things that I've experienced with just taking my child out. And, like, even with support groups on Facebook and stuff, they'll tell you, you know, first-time moms are always the ones that take the most advice. Because you don't know. You rather get advice. You're asking your friends or kids. And sometimes it's easier to get advice from people who are kind of in the same position. Um, And it sucks because... I say experienced moms don't always have the answers. They just have their method. So they'll be like, oh, well, I don't, I don't bathe my child in the tub. I put my child in X, Y, and Z. Cool. It's you. It's your child. That's how you do it. Um, I don't tend to do X, Y, and Z with my kids because it doesn't work. Fine. It doesn't work for you. doesn't mean it won't work for me. Um, sometimes she, we bathe her in the tub. Sometimes she'll just get in the shower with me. Um, sometimes... With babies, they're not used to water, and water is really loud. You may not recognize it, but it is. Um, but what I do say is that, you know, get get your child comfortable in taking showers and, be, and water. If you know that your child is a very, like, spit-up kind of kid, make sure you have bibs that fit. That was my biggest issue with her, especially when she was super small, was finding bibs that got close enough to her neck. Because she was spitting up, but it was literally going under the bib. It's crazy to me. I was like, what the hell? How am I doing this? Wrong. But it was something I had to learn. Some bibs I had to find, specific ones that kind of fit her neck, her size. Because I was using, you know, regular size bibs, and they were too big. And then I found some, like, newborn, like, infant bibs that were snugger and fit, and they worked better. Um, Her feet are pretty small, so shoes are kind of not her thing but finding shoes that you can adjust the size the strap all that kind of works socks are still what we do we still just do socks a lot of the time um and when it comes to pants I tend to you know make sure that if she has a shirt that's not a onesie that she has a onesie under it because that shirt is really thin and it's kind of like just making sure she has an undershirt to stay warm and something that when her shirt gets wet from spit milk whatever it's you know something under it so it's not bare chested to her um but these are just things I've noticed with my child you know I love when people give tips on you know what's best for their child because sometimes your child might not do it now but they may do it in the future I have a few friends who are not well I have a couple friends that are first time moms but I have a couple friends who are vet in the sense of this is their first child in the last 
six years, so it's not their first actual child, but it makes it easier on them sometimes when you give advice. And I will say, you know, it's easier to kind of remember things than you think, but it's easier also sometimes to just get advice on like, hey, I haven't been a mom in a while, I don't know what I'm doing, and not feel like if you say something, people are going to go, oh, so you don't, need, you don't even know how to be a mom. No, don't take it as that. Advice is that. Take it as advice. Take what you need from it. It's kind of like a, a, a bowl full of food. You don't have to eat all of it. You don't have to consume all of it. But just know that whatever you eat, take. And then whatever you don't, sometimes it's just trash. <laughs> um, I like to keep my methods simple because my daughter is very like, okay, there's too much going on. Overwhelmed. She gets a little nervous. Her eyes get big. She's like, what the hell is this? Like... She, she's very simple in a lot of the methods that we do. Um, but I also enjoy the fact that she she helps me learn what she likes. Like, things that she loves, I can tell. Things that she hates, she lets me know immediately. Like, the tub is not something she loves, but getting her in the shower with me got her more comfortable with hearing the shower, hearing the water, feeling the water. It, it, it became less of her screaming like bloody murder was happening which was happening way too often every time we were in the tub. But when we got in the shower, you know, she was close to me. She felt safe. It was comfortable. And those type of things are really helpful for first-time mom because you always presume your child's going to love the tub. You watch videos and stuff on Instagram. Babies look like they just luxuriously bathing. No. Kids are, like, so different in the sense of they'll freak the hell out. They'll scream, yell, shout they'll you know have a whole moment because they don't like something and you're sitting there like I didn't know this would happen I didn't think my baby would act like this I didn't know I didn't know <laughs> and it's easier to just kind of see what works try it out test it out um see how things play out over time and, ch- and children change when your baby might like something the next month they may not um they may only want certain things from you or your husband they may not want it from everybody else um I I'm I'm more you know comfortable letting people hold her now in the beginning it was very much like okay that was enough because I don't want her to be overwhelmed whereas now she's a little more active she's a little more playful and I think that came from her one going through my friends for childcare and them having to watch her and it was different friends watching her um the same three but even so, kind of being in different environments, getting used to it, getting used to people, getting used to being around pets. Um, that's the other thing is, like, when you're doing the holidays and people have pets, you have to be very mindful. Um, but these are just facts of what you kind of have to go through because kids, you know, this is their first time here. So they don't always know everything and they're not always comfortable every time you want them to be comfortable. And sometimes they react in a way that's not always appealing because you're like, oh, my God, my baby is screaming and hollering. Like, she's just not happy. But that might be a sign of her comfort level. If it's too many people, she might or he might feel overwhelmed. If it's too much noise, they might feel like it's too loud. You can see it on their face. They'll be scared. They'll cry. They'll yell. They'll let you know. Like, kids are their own alert system. And as parents, we're just here to observe, a, you know, change, objectify, whatever. And it, it doesn't always go smoothly. And it's okay when you're growing and learning those growing pains. So don't feel like if, you're, if your child is crying because they don't want to be outside, oh, my God, I failed. 
that just might be right now. They're not used to the cold. My daughter has a snowsuit and it snowed the other day and I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible because she hates putting clothes on. So when we put the snowsuit on, she started giggling. She started playing in it. And I was like, oh, she likes the snowsuit. We went outside and she realized how cold it was, at least face-wise. And she was like, whoa. Like her face showed, oh, this was this is different. But it's always it's always a learning. It's always a learning experience. It's always a learning moment for you. Don't feel so guilty for learning. Because as parents, we don't always have all the answers. And especially for new moms, our answers aren't always, you know, the answer. Um, one of the Facebook uh, groups that I follow with a couple of my friends, they are very hardcore when it comes to new moms. Like, they're like, this is the answer. Period. And you're like, okay, but there's more than one way to skin a cat, so this is not the only answer. This can't be the only answer. This can't be the only solution that you have. Or if this is the only solution, it just doesn't work for my child. And people don't like to hear that, that their problem-solving, you know, skills weren't the best. They think they have the answer. They just think they have the answer. And I always say, I take stuff with a grain of salt. I always, you know, wish I could have all the answers, but I don't. But yeah, that's this week's episode. I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for caring. Um, enjoy the holidays. We'll be back like cook crack next week. Um, eat up, drink up, have a good time. You know, enjoy your baby. Take lots of pictures. Especially if this is their first holiday season. Last holiday season I was pregnant, so I'm like super excited. You know, it, it's a whole different feeling. And it's not you know nerve-wracking it's more like oh now she gets to see what snow looks like now she gets to see you know what christmas is like now she gets to enjoy thanksgiving like it's one of those things so i'm very excited and i'm super eager for it to you know be a time for us to spend time with family especially because during the holidays you see more family than you do all year long so it's super exciting when you feel like oh you know my baby's gonna be exposed to so many people but be mindful be careful and you know be safe Thank you for listening. I'm out.